What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We're back to cap, cultivate, accumulate, prosper for the second season. This is your boy, JD. And this is your girl, Erica. We are glad to be back. Man, it's been a moment. Got to, glad to be back in the booth. How are you feeling today? I'm great. It's a new year, new episode. Most definitely. Let's it's go. Yeah, let's go. This has been a moment. I'm, I'm ready for it. So let's get into the buzz. First buzz topic today is Trump's tennis shoe. What do you think about that, Eric? Man, look, <laughs> I'm talking about when they showed this tennis shoe, it is a gold tennis shoe. And it was bad enough that he trying to see what he can do making this tennis shoe or whatever. I did not understand the purpose of it. Until I saw a clip of on this newscast where they was talking about it can help blacks to vote for you. Like for real? Yeah. Um I saw the tennis shoe, um, and you know, he got all these legal fees because of that foolishness he's done and everything. So he's trying to raise money to pay his legal fees. You got people out here that's paying a thousand dollars or more for those Air surrections is what I call it, or J January sixes. Um, but right. you know, this man is the ultimate con man. Um, always been like that with all his other businesses and stuff. And you're gonna have a few folks who look like us. I'm gonna say the other word that's gonna buy into that for the simple fact, whatever the case may be. But it's it's wild. His followers are definitely spending their money to buy those. <laughs> Those Jan Sixes is what I call them, Insurrection uh, Jays or whatnot. That's the perfect name for them. Yeah. That's the perfect name for them. Even if it wasn't him selling them, I don't even like the shoe. I'm just being honest. Nah, it's yeah, it's it's giving uh, it's giving you know, it's one of those. It's giving the vibe of it's somewhat cross between Kanye and and some you know some some Flintstone shoes or something. Yeah. <laughs> It's just it's it's I, I wouldn't yeah. I, I wouldn't even if it wasn't Trump I wouldn't but you know that's what he's doing. Now the second buzz topic we have is one of my favorite shows growing up, which is the reason why I attended a HBCU, Tennessee State University. A different world is doing an HBCU tour. What do you think about that? I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Not just because it's my favorite show as well growing up. But the fact a lot of um, I believe it can give a whole lot of uh, more insight to HBCUs um, for for the students. I think it's great for the students. I think it's great to even bring this publicity even to the HBC, uh, HBCU schools. And I'm excited, too, because Alabama State University is on the list. And that is my... Um, Nisa's school as well. Okay. I think it's a good deal. That I know they're using it to raise money, uh, scholarships and stuff, awareness for HBCU enrollment. Um, and that's going to be dope, man. I, if I was a student at an HBCU that they're going to come to, this is that show has a 35-year legacy. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be a – it's dope for them to, to do this. And they're bringing it back – the cast, you got Whitley, you got Dwayne Wayne, you got Jaleesa, Colonel Taylor, uh, Freddie, Kim. 
all the people who played pivotal roles in that sitcom, Ron. which uh, Ron Johnson, it's you know this that's going to be dope. So I hope that it achieves its uh, its goal, increasing enrollment and awareness, and uh, I would love for it to come to Lamorne on or somewhere close by because I would definitely, even though I'm no longer a student, I'll pop up there. But uh, that's that's great, and I'm sure your niece is going to enjoy that when they come to Alabama State. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. So now we're back for this second season and our first episode of this new year, um, one-year anniversary of me of starting this podcast. Today we have a very special guest. This brother uh, is in the podcasting world trying to get where he's at. He's doing some big things. He's the creator of uh, Black is America podcast. Uh, he's also the host, editor, and producer of Metals Behavior Healthcare uh, podcast. He's the creator and producer of the Startup Life podcast. So you heard me say three. Uh, that's three podcasts. He's award-winning podcast, um, co-founder of Owls Education Company, and 22-time award-winning podcaster. Let's give it up for Dominic Lawson. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm always trying to figure out who you're talking about there for a minute. <laughs> well, man, you have quite a few accolades, bro. And uh, yeah, definitely. And I know we've come in contact um, at the pod box meetup with Ina Esco uh, on a couple of occasions. That's right. how I got a chance to meet you. And plus, we're um, friends on IG or whatnot. But anything that I left out that you want to say before we get started? Um, no, man. Uh, I actually, I, I'm the host of four shows actually. Okay. So for the Meadows, I do two shows, uh, beyond theory and, uh, recovery replay. So it's two shows and, uh, at the startup life, while I don't actively make new shows now, uh, I, they're still up in where people can listen to them and stuff like that. Over 300 episodes of, for entrepreneurs to kind of chew on, and, um, Excuse me, stuff like that. And, and lastly, going back to your buzz topic about them shoes, if I could really yeah, quickly, yeah. You, you was talking about it was giving something. It was giving trash is what they <laughs> yeah. were giving. Yeah. Uh, tell me you're not part of the culture without telling me you're not part of the culture, right? So, yeah. you know, so those just was just not cool. But uh, anyway, I'm so glad to be here. And thank you so much for the opportunity. Man, we're glad to have you here. So, yeah, I stand corrected. That's four. That's a quad. And, and, but that is something that is not many people can say they have done. And it's definitely an accomplishment, man. I tip my hat to you on that. So we're going to go ahead and get this started. I wanted to ask you, how do you navigate four podcasts simultaneously? Um, well, like I said, you know, one of them, I, I don't actively make shows for anymore. Uh, but for the other three, it's it's a matter of scheduling. It's a matter of scheduling, you know, having a nice project manager tool. Okay. You know, kind of helps as well. Google calendars help uh, as well. And so with the style of show that I do, uh, usually, uh, so it's it's nonfiction narrative. And so if you're familiar with like true crime or something like that, those are typical, your nonfiction narrative shows. And that takes an entire team of people to do. We're talking 10, 12 people. And primarily it's just me doing these shows. Um, and, and so, but it's allowed me to be in space and be in competitive, in, com in competition with those big entities that have those uh, those uh, big teams and stuff like that. But honestly, with the help of uh, scheduling, AI, stuff like that, tools, stuff like that, uh, allows me to kind of compete on uh, on that level and be 
quite successful at it. That's what's up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's major. I'm like, I'm just learning to do one. You got four. Well, to be, to be fair, I've been doing this since 2016. So it's like, you know, I have a little bit of whatever, but it, it does take a lot of practice and planning. So. Yeah. Great. So I want to ask you what started your journey as a podcaster? So, um, I'm married, been married to my wife for, it will be, what's this 2024. It'll be uh, 11 years this year. And so we started a company and, um, in 2013. Uh, and one of the things is like, it's an education, obviously it's an education company, like you said in the introduction, but I'm not an education person. I'm just like, just there to kind of make sure, manage the books, make sure we get paid, stuff like that. Uh, but when you start a business, you know, or a podcast, as you both well know, uh, Erica, like, you know, people start asking how you start a podcast, how you start this or, or how you start a business or whatever. So I started getting those questions. And so I started writing this business blog in 2015, uh, and just, you know, little stuff like how to get an LLC, you know, get capital, stuff like that. Right. And then my wife uh, was like, you should think about this thing called podcasting I'm hearing about. Right. Like it might be something you might want to uh, think about. So I took a month to um, to uh, kind of go to YouTube University, got my got my summa cum laude in that. And, um, and, and really just kind of dove in. And yeah. so November 1st, 2016, I launched, uh, the startup life podcast. Uh, it was, a the first episode was uh, 30 minutes, took me six hours to record. Uh, if you're familiar with the Memphis area, uh, I live in <laughs> South Haven. Uh, I live in South Haven. So, uh, Sip. Okay. Absolutely. So, yeah. like in the flight of those FedEx planes at night. Yeah. And so it was tons ton of planes. Like you know, they was extra busy that night. So it took me six hours to record that. But that was how I got started. And so I started doing solo episodes at first, and then ultimately started bringing on guests. And the 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 big get that turned everything for the great was when I landed the uh, the co-founder of Netflix on the show. Wow. And so when I landed the co-founder of Netflix, everybody was like, who is this skinny, awkward looking black kid down in Memphis pulling these big time business people? Let's 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 you know, we want our person on there. So from there, it was uh, the co-founder of Donut, uh, Dunkin Donuts, the co-founder of uh, Paychecks, the uh, the wow. chief legal officer, of Airbnb. So all these uh, the also chief marketing officer and MasterCard. So all mm -hmm. these people was just coming to the podcast. And everybody started to notice what I was doing here in Memphis. Uh, and so uh, that's kind of how I got started and where it kind of led to. So basically, it started with that one suggestion. Correct. From the wife. 100%. You know, you know, they always listen, say that behind a great man. Listen, I, <laughs> I tell everybody who listens, everything when it comes to my career in life uh, begins, begins and ends with her. And so that, that, that is, uh, that is true, uh, to this day, to this day. That's, that's, that's what's up, man. Uh, some heavy hitters. You came out the gate with getting the, the person from Netflix. So that within itself, man, was, was major, very major. Well, I mean, I, you know, I just shot my shot. Yeah. Right? You that's know, all you can I, do. I, I shot my shot. Like, you know, because uh, when I first reached out to them, uh, to, you know, because he has gatekeepers, right? Because you, know, yeah. you can't just get to a billionaire all willy nilly. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. So I reached out, you know, slid in the DM, like, hey, we'll love to have you on the show, this, that, and the other. Uh, and he was like, I would love to come on the show, but you got to go through my people, see this, that, and the other. And it was like, what them numbers looking like? And them numbers weren't right. 
Their numbers weren't where they needed to be. And so I asked myself the question, how can I get the numbers I need to overnight? Yeah. Uh, and I syndicated the show to radio. Once I got the syndic syndicated show to radio, built the followership, built the listenership up. And it was like, let's do it. And so, and then I was able to have them on uh, and went from there and made a, quite a significant investment to get on radio. But that's another conversation yeah. for another day. But that's how we did it. Well, that's that's what's up, man. What? Mm -hmm. So which of the three podcasts was the most challenging and why? That's an excellent question. Um, I'm going to say the show I do for the Meadows, which is Beyond Theory. So Beyond Theory is a show that is about behavioral health, mental health. Like we, we interview clinicians who are the leading experts in their fields from uh, trauma, addiction, childhood trauma, all of the above. Right. And so when they asked me to take over the show, little did I know that like, you know, it you know, just call it a spade to spade is a predominantly white audience. Right. And, and so, um, and so certain, no, no, certain things kind of came with that. Right. You know, and trying to convey messages and stuff like that. Uh, but that was probably the biggest challenges because, you know, I, I present the, the, the content in a different way, in a different format, you yeah. know, because the person who I replaced left for NPR. And if you're familiar with NPR, it's kind of like that. I don't want to say monotone, but it's kind of monotone. Like yeah. this is NPR and this is, you know, right, right. so yeah. I don't present my content that way. Uh, but over time, you know, we overcame that challenge. They, they got past that. I don't sound like your typical NPR person. And they really started to listen to the content. And so, and they like the show better now than they did before because yeah. we bring in uh, stories. Um, Cause what I did was I, I switched it from a, you know, interview style to that nonfiction narrative style that I was telling you about before. So it's more narrative. It's more storytelling. It's more impactful, if you will, because I can tell you that 63% of people from 2020 to 2022, you know, fell addiction to, you know, fell victims like substance abuse or something like that. But if I tell you the story of how this person was passed out on the floor drunk and how they got recovery and how they came through the other side of it, uh, and, you know, with their family and friends, that story is going to stick more than that stat is going to stick. Yeah. Right. And so you make it more relatable. And so that so people started to uh, pick up on that. And uh, we've been able to um, do some really great things with that show. That's that. That's what's up, man, because. Just when you said that it was a like a hurdle, possibly because of who was pitching it. Correct. Right. Yeah. So I already knew when you said that, like looking at from NPR to this this brother from Memphis. Oh, got a Southern twang. Yeah. yeah. And the other, yeah. you know, my eyes got big like Garfield. Like, let's see what he's talking about. But to be fair to them, kudos to them for taking that chance. Yeah. Right. right. Kudos for them for taking that chance. It's like, listen, we think this is the right direction to go. And, and they understood that, like, listen, you know, we need to hear from more voices that are not from the mainstream. And so, and, and they, right. I, to be fair, they took the lead on that and they took a chance on me, uh, and, and it's paid off on, uh, both sides. It really has. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. And see, you got people like us podcasters watching you too. And we like, okay, we see him doing it. We know it can be done. Absolutely. That, that, that's important to, to highlight. I, I tell people all the time, you know, it's important to, you know, 
Like, listen, I'll, I'll go through the falls and the trips and the whatever and the nose and stuff like that. If it makes it easier for JD and Erica to get to where they're trying to go, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly fall on that sword. And that brings us right into my second question, because you can expound more on that because you've had a few years in podcasting. What would you say to a newbie like us or somebody else who's looking to start a podcast? Don't focus on the downloads. Okay. Don't focus on the views. What I mean by that is I'm not saying that it's not an important metric. Let me be very clear about that. It's a very important metric. But sometimes we fall victim to the fact that like, oh, I'm not doing Joe Rogan numbers. I'm not doing breakfast club numbers. And so we fall victim to that and like, you know, and be like, I'll never get there. And, 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 and they, and then we fall into victim of pod fade pod fade is a situation where you've been podcasting, 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 you feel like you're not making any traction. And then you start to slowly stop. And I'll, the number one thing about that is it comes from people just always focusing on downloads. Right. The one of the things I try to, share with people erica is that like there's multiple paths to success in this game mm -hmm. right uh for example black is america is by far my most successful podcast out of the meadows out of whatever it has the least downloads out of any show i've ever done but that show has brought me you know into doors of you know um more money for my family mm -hmm. it's brought me into doors for more opportunities for other stuff Right. You know, from this, the, the success of uh, Black is America, I get a phone call from the United Way in Florida down in uh, I can't remember what county. Forgive me. Uh, and they say, hey, I love the way you write. We we're trying to put together a limited series series podcast. I don't want you to host it. I don't want you to edit it. I don't want you to sound design. All I want you to do is write the script and we will pay you for that. Hmm. And so it goes to show that like while downloads usually is the way the metric that people like to get paid for their podcast. And again, I'm not knocking that the skill set you have as a podcaster creates other revenue streams, right? Because if you're a podcaster, you're a producer, you're a writer, you're uh, uh, an, an editor in sense of what goes where, how you want to, how you want the show to be all those things. There are other new podcasters who don't have that. You can advise in that mode. So the, so the number one thing I would tell the new podcast is don't primarily focus on those downloads because there's other ways to reach the success that you're seeking. So that's some sound advice, man. Definitely. Because just being honest, we like anyone is in this podcasting yeah. game. We look at that, you know, that's something that I constantly, of course, uh, look at and ways, of course. And then, you know, trying to get sponsorships, but, uh, the biggest thing is 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 believing in your craft and your product and making it the best because eventually those things will come. Um, of course, you want it sooner than later, but right. it, it will come if you stay the course. Right. Yeah. One of the things I would another thing I would share for new podcasts is this really quickly is sometimes maybe we don't have the viewership and the downloads, but we have the content. But there's somebody we can partner with who has the viewership but don't have the content, right? Yeah. And then you're in the same lane. Why not partner with them? Use their audience because once their audience starts listening to your show, now you're getting more exposure and you're also helping that person you're partnering with. So those are some of the ways where you can get around 
not having those initial you know views and downloads and stuff like that okay okay because i've seen people who have like a let's say they have a they're a um let's say they they do sports right and maybe there's a sports blogger right no, there's some syner- some synergy there that you can partner up and say, hey, I see your blog is getting 50,000 reads a week. How about we add some some audio content or the video content with that and we can we can do this together. So there's ways to again, just kind of like I deal with radio. There's ways to go around the typical I got to get X amount of downloads to get these types of sponsors. And believe it or not, some sponsors are even going after what they like to call micro influencers, because just because you have 3 million views, you may only have 20 comments that screams bots to me, right? Yeah. That screams bots. And so what micro, what sponsors are now looking at, I'd rather have somebody who has 1000 loyal subscribers than 50,000 subscribers, because I know what I'm getting with those thousand subscribers. They're going to use, they're going to go with that call to action. They're going to click on the link. They're going to go to target.com to buy X, Y, Z, whatever. And they're going to, they're going to do that. So I'm sorry. I know that was a long winded answer, but that's what I would, that's what I would tell a new podcaster. Yeah. (laughs) And that, that's a good follow up for my next question. Cause when you uh, partner with anyone uh, or collaborate, as I would say, it's crucial that, you know, you're doing it with like-minded people. 1,000%. So what I would say is what motivated you to co-found the business Isles Education Company? My wife is the smarter half. There <laughs> <laughs> it is again. Uh, so my wife was an educator for 10 plus years. And so she was in a training one day. Uh, somebody came to her school to train and stuff like that. She was the lead English teacher at this particular school. And so um, my wife got up one day. She's like, listen, this is, you know, because a lot of people was coming to the train. Like, we don't want to do this. It's training, blah, blah, blah. Believe it or not, teachers act just like kids in, in, in those regards and students. So I'm like, it's funny to watch it kind of <laughs> unfold. Uh, but, you know, my wife got up and say, hey, listen, you know, this training is going to help us. It's going to make us be better educators is that the other. And so the trainer came and said, what are you doing here? Because you're different. Right. And so like, you know, I, I want to, I want you to think about starting your own consulting company and stuff like that. My wife calls me. Uh, I was at work. I was working in banking at the time, uh, you know, union planners before it turned into regions or whatever. Uh, and she was like, listen, I got this idea for this company. And she was like spitting, educational jargon blah 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 i'm like i don't know what half that stuff means jd but i was like listen because i've known my wife since we were in high school and she was salutatorian of our class and stuff like that super smart i i I married up i married up and so um i was like listen i don't know what half that stuff means but if you say we can do it let's do it And, and so from there i knew that i could you know look for new business you know, keep the books, you know, make sure we get paid on time. And all she could just focus on is just going into the education piece. Because while I was working in banking, I had picked up certain business tactics. I went to business school and stuff like that. Uh, so I knew I could, I could, I could transfer those skills into something that's for us that we can take home, leave to our kids, stuff yeah. in, in that regard. And so uh, that's kind of how it came together. And we just kind of, you know, had those, uh, those bumps and terms, peaks and valleys along the way. And that's kind of how it started. It's a part of it. 
Absolutely. Those bumps and twists and detours. 100%. Yeah, the detours. Detours the journeys. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I had to get that plug in there. I just, you understand. <laughs> Absolutely. You understand. Absolutely. But, uh, oh, you follow me. But, uh, <laughs> I told you I watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> I love again the way you got, you and your wife work in that, though, and giving her her props. That's major. Listen, again, because she's, she's the CEO of the company. It's her idea, yeah. right? And there and there's times where you know she allows me to you know lead in a certain regard or whatever. But at the end of the day, if it's not in in line and step with what her ultimate vision for her company is, right? Then we don't do it. It's, it's pretty much that simple. Okay. Now you have had a lot of wonderful achievements. Congratulations! So on they all say. Of those. I appreciate it. <laughs> One of them, when I was looking at your bio, I noticed that you were a speaker at the SXSW. Mm -hmm. So how did that process come about? So uh, South by Southwest is, you know, for those not familiar, it's like this this annual, you know, uh, convention where like music, movies are debuted there yeah. uh, and stuff like that. And, and so a good friend of mine, Sana, Sana um said, hey, I'm putting a panel together for South by Southwest. And so to be fair to her, to go back really quickly, she had actually had a winning panel for South by uh, before with Ina, Ina Esco, our mutual yeah. friend that we talked about. But this was February of 2020. And so yeah. COVID happened and, and, and this, that, and the other. And so the South by didn't happen or whatever. So once South by opened back up, it's like, Hey, I'm putting together this, this panel. I would love you to talk about, you know, what you do in podcasting and stuff like that. And, you know, it's really was just as simple as, uh, her putting in the application, getting some stuff for me. And then we had to go kind of on a campaign a little bit as far as like, you know, vote for us and stuff like that. And, uh, and we got picked. You know, we got picked. And so I'll be there. I was there last uh, year and I'll be there again this year uh, speaking at South by. So I'll be a two time uh, South by Southwest uh, speaker. So it'll be really cool. Really awesome. Cool. And congratulations. Thank you. Man. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations on that, man. So now what I want to ask you in regards to our acronym for the podcast, CAP, Cultivate, Accumulate, Prosper, is what sparked you to cultivate the different endeavors you have going um, it all take you on a brief story here and because we just talked about peaks and valleys and stuff like that. So I'm gonna be a little vulnerable here if that's okay. That's fine. Um, so like I said, me and my wife, we started the company, uh, 2013 things are going really well. And, and, you know, I mean like we, you know, and, and I believe in her so much that we, uh, we both quit our jobs. Um, you know, bought a house and then went to my sister-in-law's wedding down in Mexico. So a lot of expenses being spent here. Yeah. Uh, but when we came back that fall, started really getting some contracts and things are going well. Uh, my wife and I were due to have a son uh, in March, but there were complications. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and those complications led to him being prematurely born on March 6th. And six days later, he passed away. And so, you know, when we talk about business and stuff like that, one of the biggest things we fear is no. Like, no, not today, not whatever. We're not doing the deal with you or whatever. 
But when something like that happens, you can't get any worse than that. No. Can't get any worse than that. That's a life. Exactly. You don't get any worse than that. And so from there, you know, there was a lot of healing that needed to be done first because I, that was a moment where I, I questioned God. I like God, you know, I like, listen, I, I tried to do all the good things you asked me to do. Uh, but on this one, you got to come holler at me. You got you to explain this one. Right. And so one of those big philosophical questions that come up is why does bad things happen to good people? Right. I've heard that question all my life. And for the first time, God answered that question for me. He said, because only good people can handle it. Only good people can handle that. A, a lesser person would crumble under that. I shared this conversation with God with my wife. And we say, you know what? Anybody would allow us to stop this business right now. This is 2015. But we say we're not going to allow our son's memory to go in vain. And so we're going to push forward. And so we redefine what the company was supposed to be, what it looked like, all the things. And so, you know, and we, they were started to scratch. And so we started to network, build relationships, cultivate those relationships uh, in that regard, redefine the business as far as like media. So the blog kind of came, what I was talking about earlier, mm -hmm. which ultimately turned into the podcast and stuff like that. Uh, and then my wife started doing speaking engagements like, oh, Dominic, you should do speaking engagements, too. So South mm -hmm. by South by us came up and stuff like that, but also doing mentorship uh, programs within the city. Uh, as well, you know, shout out to Code Crew, shout out to Light Memphis, uh, shout out to SDS Enterprise. And so building those relationships, not only with the kids and stuff like that, but also the other fellow volunteers and stuff like that. And so it really started with cultivating those relationships and also understanding what do we want to be as a company? How do we want to go forward as a company that makes a difference? Small, big, all the same. And so that is how that came to be. I hope that answers the question. You did, and that's a powerful story. And yes. uh, condolences for for your loss I back in the that. day. But uh, to have the resiliency to to fight through that, and we all have those moments when it comes to God that we're questioning why things are happening. Um, <laughs> and but we we truly know when we're a believer, and he he knows what he has for our future. That. Um, we just trust in him even when we don't understand that things tend to work out. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And like I said, if, if, you know, like I said, anybody would have been like, if y'all want to stop the business, we completely understand. But me and my wife said, Nope, we're going to keep going. And so, and so we've been blessed to have all the success since then. That's absolutely, absolutely commendable to, to just to keep going. But that's one of the things that I push as well, because I'm always talking about pushing past the detours, 100%. giving up, you know, as soon as it comes about. But um, there's more that I can say to that later on in this segment, because <laughs> mm, you just really touched something there. Um, of course, the second part of CAP is accumulate. Mm -hmm. um, so you did the first podcast. You got three more after that. <laughs> so. What would you say, what else other than the podcast sure. would you say you have accumulated on this journey? Um, knowledge mm -hmm. and, and, and freedom. Um, I'll start with the knowledge because during that period would also, there was a lot of reading involved, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of books, right. You know, a lot of reaching out to mentors, acquiring mentors, right. 
uh, if you will, mentors that I can talk to personally, mentors from afar that I may or may not ever meet. Uh, right. And, and so one of the books I read was Tim Grover's uh, Relentless. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not familiar with Tim Grover, Tim Grover was the trainer for Michael Jordan. I have that book. I'm in the middle of it. I got to pick it back up because I had stopped, not purposely, uh, but had a lot going on. Right. But I purchased that book last year. And uh, yeah, so Relentless. Life changing book life-changing book it 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 told me that like not only were we on the right path double down triple down quadruple down like go all the way in yeah. right you know and and so you know so that was that i call relentless my mindset bible wow. right you know so every once in a while i pick it back up just to read like you know based on where i am in the journey it means something different uh jd i think you talked about that before like sometimes you'll read a book you know, no, a couple of times because you're in different parts of the journey. And so I, I, I use relentless uh, in, in that regard. Uh, but also on the flip side, just from a from a business sense, I started reading books by uh, Sam Walton's book about how he built Walmart. I, I, I read books by Phil Knight, who, who started Nike and, and how he built that. So a lot of accumulating of books and knowledge. Also, you know, like I said, mentors mm-hmm. and, and things of that nature. And so from that you know, acquired freedom, the freedom to not just dictate our own schedule, but to dictate how we go about this life. Uh, Right. You know, because there's times where people will say, Oh yeah, we want to work with you. And you know, this, and you're like, okay, what's the deal? And they slide you the deal. Uh, Nah, fam. No, 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 no. Because I think, you know, after a while, once you have certain knowledge, you understand what's fair and what's not fair. And then, from that, you have the the freedom and the confidence. Like we gonna pass on that. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate the opportunity, but we're gonna pass on that. Right. Where most people would just jump at the deal because they feel like, oh, another deal ain't coming. I got to take this one, right? But when somebody offers you something, that tells me there's its value in the marketplace. Which and also that means they ain't the only one who values it. Somebody else is gonna value it too. Right. So that's how I would answer that question. Let me say, too, a lot of times I may be like, "Mm," and seeing a lot of things behind what people say, I'm soaking up all the knowledge right now so I can (laughs) see the accumulation. Right, right. You know, and and it's just afforded things like really, you know, really awesome moments just for my family because I'll I'll say this and I'll land my plane. Um, A few years ago, I get a call from my, uh, my boss, Sherry, at the Meadows, he's like, hey, I need you to go to this mental health conference and cover it, right? I'm like, cool, no problem. Like, where is it? It's in Florida, in Orlando. And it's like, okay, where, where in Orlando? This and the other, I book a flight. It's at Disney World. Hmm. I'm like, huh? They like, said, yeah, it's at Disney World. This and the other, this and the other, bring the family. And I'm like, am I about to go to Disney World somebody else dime? Is that what's about to happen? <laughs> wow! It sounds so, like a good deal. Listen, I know, right? listen. And I, it was funny because I was telling my wife this story, and she said, you "No, know, yeah, they said, um, you know, I got to go to Disney, you know, Disney World for this conference." It's like, oh, you mean we have to go to Disney World? So she instantly corrected me on that. So to be <laughs> able to take um, my youngest daughter, because my, my my other kids they weren't able to go, but to take my youngest daughter to Disney World during the school year and eat ice cream every day she was down there, it doesn't wow. get any better than that. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. She'll forever remember. One hundred percent, definitely. So 
Last part is prosper. How has all your achievements allowed you to prosper? Um, when I think about this journey through the business and podcasting, I really feel like, you know, to use a Las Vegas reference, playing with house money. If you told me when I started seven years ago uh, that I'll be going to Disney World on somebody else's dime, I would be going to New York to hobnob with, you know, MSNBC and the NAACP and be in the same room at the Webby's with uh, Tracy Ellis Ross and SZA and Toby Newigway and Anderson Cooper and all these people all from podcasts. I'm like, nah, no, really? Mm. No, no. Right. Tracy Ellis Ross. Wow. Listen. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be, I, 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 That's wild. <laughs> I didn't get too close because security detail was, was, was deep. I got you. It was deep. But uh, I hope to get there just one day. to be there. But just to be there. <laughs> but, you know, but if you had told me that, I was like, you're crazy. But I, I, I think it speaks to what we were talking about earlier as far as like not quitting and, and, and keep going, but also betting on yourself. And understanding that you have this God-giving thing that not everybody sees. And I don't think they're supposed to see it. But when you accept it, amplify it, and then like show it to the world, it makes room for you. And I know that feels cliche, but I'm, I'm here to tell you that there's a path. And that's how I've been able to prosper and, and to be able to go to New York and, 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 and say that, you know, I'm in the same room as Wondery and Audible and Radio Lab and stuff like that to be in the same category and hand ESPN an L for an award mm. to hand a four billion or multi-billion dollar company an L. You know, when I'm right here rocking with the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the budget of a Wendy's four for four, <laughs> that says something. Favor. That, that, exactly. Right. Favor. 100%. Yeah. And, and so you can't tell me that there is no God. You cannot tell me that God did not download a gift in me. And you can't tell me that there's no path forward to to to, to prosper from it. Man. Can't tell me that. Sorry. Man. <laughs> Man. Let me tell you, this <laughs> has been inspiring. You have no idea how much I, I needed to hear that. Not that I'm giving up or anything. No, of course not. It's not an option. But I needed to hear that. I think sometimes all of us, Almost all of definitely. us, all of us are on a path. And every once in a while, we need to hear something from somebody or somewhere that reminds us like, nah, keep going. You're on the right path. Yeah. You're on the right path. And I knew and I knew this was, you know, the first episode of season two. So I had to I had to I had to bring it. I felt a little oh, pressure. Definitely. I had to, it felt a little pressure. <laughs> So you know, make good. sure I bring some energy. We, so. we wanted you to bring it, man. <laughs> that's, bring a little energy, you know, <laughs> that's how you get captivated. You Absolutely. Huh? That's so, it. Yeah. So we have, man, you've give, given us some great knowledge, some, some wisdom nuggets and everything. So now we want to get into the segment of our show where we have a little fun and we have what we call pick one. Okay. Okay. So um, I'm going to do the category since we're still in black history month um, about, a black history movie and I'm going to give you two black history movies. And then you tell me which one that you would pick out of the two. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So right. this, uh, <laughs> so this is how this is going to go. So Selma 
or panther? That. Oof. Is it my is it my turn? Uh-huh. Okay. So real quick, when you say Panther, are you talking about Black Panther or Panther from back in the nineties? Where they were talking about the Black Panther part. Just so Got just it. make sure I'm clarifying. Yeah, I should, the one from back in the nineties. Got it. Okay. About the Black Panther Party. Right, the one correct. that they kinda kinda sorta like well, ain't no sorta they it was hard for you to find it if you didn't already have it. One hundred percent. Yeah. They just like, you know, for whatever reason, well, we know the reason, but they kinda like tried to took take it away. Right. But I have it. I actually have it on on a DVD. I'm gonna go with Panther, and the reason being is because I think they came out like '96, '97, or something like that. I can't remember. I remember going to the drive-in and watching that movie. And so those were some of the movies at an early age that was important for me to be proud of my history, yeah. and and to honestly to see the other side of the struggle outside of Martin Luther King, not to say that Martin Luther King's uh, uh, journey was not impactful. I just know that like sometimes narratives get co-opted by people who don't look like us. Let's just call a spade a spade. And so I wanted to see the other side of, you know, of that, of that, you know, like a Malcolm X, which I know is one of your favorite books, but also a Huey P. Newton and stuff like that. I wanted to see the other side. So that I think that gave me a more well-rounded understanding of that era, if that makes any sense. Well, yeah, and definitely in my, I like both of these movies, uh, but I will go with Pick and Panther as well, because I was always uh, enamored by the Black Panther Party. Uh, because a lot of times people try to write them off as being they're violent, but they was they did a lot of good far as in the communities that they were, you know, not only on the West Coast, but everywhere they had a chapter. But they was all about self-defense. Self-defense is everybody's equal human right. right. But when you try to defend yourself, especially during those times and you were black, you know, you was viewed as being, you know, you violent. Oh, you ought to let me beat you because I'm, I'm superior to you. And see, right. and that's why I'm also a huge um, admirer of Malcolm X uh, and Martin, but Malcolm X because he wasn't preaching. Hey, he was preaching like, you know, I, I have the right to defend myself just like you have the right to, do, uh, as the same being a person that's non-color. Uh, so, you know, that's the reason why, uh, but both of them were good movies. But that Panther, I think everyone should have their children or should watch that because that was one of the more accurate um, versions of what kind of took place. Because Mario Van Peebles produced that movie, right? And uh, the next movie that I would say before Erica uh, does hers would be the um, Judas and the Black Messiah about Fred Hampton. Because I'm from, I was born in Chicago. So a lot of people didn't know how Chicago police murdered that man while he was asleep. He was drugged, basically. So um, that was another good movie which came out a few years ago. But, yeah. Um, Before I get into mine, I can go ahead and say I love both movies. Um, But I would say Panther as well because I learned a lot. I already knew about the Black Panthers, but it was so much – um, history in that too. Right. Just for me. So I would pick the same. So 
in honor of Black History Month and in honor of podcast, I'm going to go with pick one, podcasting. So we're going to go with uh, R&B Money podcast or, of course, Club Shay Shay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with Club Shay Shay, but not because of the messiness. I'm going to go with Club Shay Shay because I think, in my opinion, he has a chance to take the throne from Joe Rogan. So Joe Rogan is like the, you know, every time you see a Spotify you know, chart or whatever, Joe Rogan is always at the top, right? This is not an endorsement of his show, whatever. You take it however you want. Like the measuring stick, basically. Correct, right. Yeah. But he he is the top of our, our craft, yeah. of, of our industry, as far as money, as far as exposure and followers, all, all the things. I feel like Shay Shay is on a trajectory. Uncle Shay is on that trajectory to possibly challenge for that throne. Wow. I, I can see that. I, I feel like he has that chance because he he has the guest, he has the stories, he has the setup, he has all the things that's available uh, to him. So that's why I say Club Shay Shay. Mm. See, I say Club Shay Shay as well, and it's not because of the messiness and stuff, but I like how he I like how he handles the mess. Mm-hmm. He doesn't let it get too far. You know, other people may be talking about it and everything, but right. he doesn't let it get too far. He has uh, humor in it. He Absolutely. has it's entertaining. And he has some great guests on there. So I love how he handles the mess and don't let it get and turn into no Jerry Springer type thing. Right. So I think that that's great. Awesome. And I would say uh, I like both uh, podcasts because I do listen to uh, from time to time the R&B Money podcast because I I love my 90s R&B or whatnot. Um, But I was watching Club Shay Shay before the Big Cat interview. So uh, I've actually... I turned Erica on to Club Shay Shay uh, and along with some other folks way before the cat interview. And he always had some, he always had the guests on there and it was always intriguing and, and thought provoking. So like you were saying, I, I think he can do that if he doesn't let all the other stuff, you know, keep him from going that trajectory. Correct. You know, because now, now that he, now because of what happened with cat, being on there and the views it did because it did crazy amount of views. 100%. Um, now you got people who are starting to tune in that didn't, which is a good thing. But then you got folks like always when you're doing something positive, throwing stones, mm-hmm. and he's you know and saying things about them that he knows for himself is not true. And being human, sometimes you you respond, but now he's learning to try to dial back respond because all they're trying to do is get you know get them off. Right, what he's doing because you know, you know, jealousy when success breeds jealousy. Unfortunately, a lot of times, right. or envy. Uh, so he does have that potential if he doesn't allow all of the nonsense, you know, uh, to to get in the way of that. Right, one hundred percent. I think you know. To speak of one of my mentors from afar is Denzel Washington, and I think he told this to Will Smith. Uh, the infamous night of the Oscars. He said, at your highest moment, that's when the devil shows up. Yeah. And and I think the trolls and stuff like that, that that's what's kind of happening. But, you know, I, I feel like he's on the trajectory. Now, I'm not saying he's going to do it, but I feel like he has a path 
to do that. And so uh, I'm looking forward to see what transpires. Okay, now we added the segment of pick one. So now this is where we get some advice, both of us being life coaches. We have uh, – we're going to peel back the banana. So, Erica, go ahead and see, let's see who uh, – it's written in to us for this first one of the year. Okay. And before I read this, let me remind you guys of two things. One, um, if you have any advice or any questions that you want to get from us, you can send all questions to the cap podcast three at gmail.com. That's the cap podcast three at gmail.com. Also, while you are watching, there's this nice little red button right, right there. there. You see it? It says subscribe. Definitely Make subscribe. Sure click on that button. Share it. Comment. Tell your friends about us. But we want you to subscribe right now. Okay? All right. Now I'm going to read the question now. Okay. The banana peel. This is from Crystal from Augusta, Georgia. I've been with my guy for three years now. We have been in a monogamous relationship to the best of my knowledge. Recently, his demeanor has changed. And one night after dinner, he asked me, would I consider an open relationship? I was shocked. He said he wants to explore another level with us. I feel he wants his cake and eat it too. Should I follow my first instinct and leave? Let me tell you, I had to like uh, contain myself as I read this. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. Now, let me say this. Um, Crystal, thank you for writing in. Um, I would say you know what you want out of a relationship. You know what you expect out of a relationship. And if an open relationship is not what you want, if you feel it is best for you to leave, I would say you do that. But have a conversation with him first and foremost before you do anything and every kind of thing that we've ever had that had to do with relationships. The main thing that we always say is to have a conversation. Communication is key in any relationship, be it uh, platonic or significant others. That's key. But if you know that this isn't what you want in a relationship, you might have to cut ties, but see what can be saved from it first. Cause he could be listening to somebody. He could just be nervous about where the relationship is going because sometimes that can be the case when you start getting serious with someone. And especially if you're not used to a relationship like this, you might want to start exploring other things because you don't know if this is the exact thing that you want. So it could just be that. And if you talk to each other, you may come to an understanding before you leave. Some good advice, Erica. Okay. Let me, um, and I didn't get angry. Yeah. <laughs> three years, three years, it's 36 months. Um, that's a decent amount of time to be with somebody. Um, whether you, I don't know if you all live together or not, cause that wasn't stated, but, um, I look at it like this. When you say you recently you notice his demeanor change, that right there is a telltale sign. Um, anytime somebody's demeanor changes, 
whether it's a personal relationship, business relationship, or what ha- family, what have you, there lies within that something, um, an issue. Um, there's something, there's a, I, I guess I would say, maybe a deficiency or something that's lacking or there's something there. And so since his demeanor changed and all of a sudden he decides to ask you, would you consider an open relationship um, after you all have been monogamous to the best of your knowledge for three years? Uh, you know, I don't know the brother, but a lot of times, yeah, that, that most times if someone is saying that, it, it, it's something else going on. Um and so now if you know that's not something that you want to do, uh, we've all, well, not all of us, but folks have seen the movies Twa and you know, all these other movies where folks <laughs> bringing other folks into the relationship. It usually doesn't end well because somebody is going to find an attachment to someone else that they done brought into their relationship. So if you know this is not what you want to do, then uh, after you've had this talk, if you haven't already, you just got to let them know, like, you know, either you choose me or or if I'm not enough, then maybe, you know, you all need to part ways. Now, should you decide you want to try this out, then you, you, you're trying this out at, at your own risk because it may be beneficial to him, but then again, it may not be beneficial to you. Or then again, you may find out something about yourself that you didn't know. And it can just open up a whole Pandora box. So, but follow your, follow your heart after you talk with him. And if this doesn't change and you know that you're not down with that, then, um, because you're going to, you're going to resent him if you decide to go along with it. And it's not what you want to do. We're going to let our guests chime in on this. And I especially love to hear from someone who is married, so I can't wait. So I'll say this. First, people get to want what they want. I'll say that. People get to want uh, what they want. Uh, no, to your guys' both point, uh, communication is important. And so uh, the second thing I'll say is often when people – say they want stuff like that. They don't really want that. What I mean is, is like, I think oftentimes people are looking at it from the advantage point for them and not the opposite side, because let's say you start this open relationship and he's doing his thing. But as soon as you start doing your thing, the open relationship might start to get a little closed a little bit. Right. And so I feel like when people ask that, ask for stuff like that, they don't really want or they have not fully thought about what that means. Right. So I would definitely have that conversation uh, and and say, oh, so if I were to go out on a date with blank, 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 and there's they are people, you know. Uh, he knows, you know, we all know about the whole memes and gifts and stuff like that about the work husband right. and, and stuff like that. Right. right. And so I, I feel like the work husband going to be on that list, uh, you know, but I, I think have that conversation. And if that's something ultimately you don't want, then he going to have to go have that open relationship with uh with somebody else, because I just feel like 
if if you start to have your side of the open relationship, uh, he on he gonna be on one of them ninety R and B videos on you know sliding his back on the wall crying because he ain't <laughs> gonna, he ain't gonna like how that how that comes to plot come to pass. So that's that's my take on it. That, that's that's some good advice that you said, uh, Dominic. Um, Definitely. So so Crystal, um, I would just tell you this: um, follow your heart, but don't lose your mind. Uh, I've said that before. Uh, as a brand drop actually last year but that applies to a lot of things so just follow your heart but don't lose your mind over over it if you know this is not what you want to do um because i have yet not to say that it can't i have yet to see a what they call three people a thruple or whatever work work successfully uh that i know of but you know it could be but if that's not what you want then Definitely, uh, if he's not willing to be like, you know what, I, I was on something else, you know, then, you know, you got to gotta do what you got to do. So, all right. Um, so now, man, we're at the part of the show where we give you a chance to let our audience and viewers know how to get in contact you, contact with you, how to follow you. On, so your social media handles, any uh, upcoming events, have at it, man. Absolutely. Uh, and before I do that, I just want to say thank you again, uh, JD and Erica, for having me on uh, your show and on your platform. And also congratulations for making it to season two, because thank you. many podcasters don't make it past episode three, four, five, whatever the, the, the statistic says today. Yeah. But to make it to season two is quite the accomplishment. And you should both pat yourselves on your back. So I want to make sure I gave you all y'all flowers. Thank you. Thank you very much for that, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Name's Dominic Lawson on LinkedIn, uh, D-O-M-I-N-I-C-L-A-W-S-O-N. Also on Instagram, uh, The Real Dominic Lawson. I post, you know, different types of content trying to help inspire, you know, uh, podcasters and stuff like that. But also uh, just, uh, you know, I preview some of my work uh, as well on there. You can go and subscribe to uh, the Black is America podcast on all of your podcast providers if you love a different take on black history. Uh, but also if you are a person who uh you know maybe going through some mental health struggles and you want some some answers or whatever i definitely invite you to listen to uh recovery replay which journeys a person's story of recovery but also beyond theory where we talk to these world renowned clinicians about behavioral health and stuff like that and i'll just land my plane with this if you ever have an issue with you no know, behavioral health or mental health and there's nobody to talk to please call or text 988 it's 24 hours a day seven days a week so just if you're struggling with something you need somebody to talk to about that and that's 988 988 call or text thank you for that piece thank, of, information. of course sure. definitely that's that's, that's very helpful so any of you all just heard what he just said and if you need any of that type of help don't do not hesitate because you know we all deal with things and so that's definitely something that uh it's beneficial um so now we're here for the detour moment okay um before i get into that i just want to say again thank you because this has been extremely inspiring um even for me and it kind of rose right into my detour moment as well um so here it is realize that your detour is not just about you. Ultimately, it's going to help someone else get through theirs. Um, we've heard 
Uh, Dominique talked about some things that he went through early on that could have made him give up. Him and his wife, they could have given up right there in it, but they did not, and they kept going. And because they did that, that helps people just like us who are trying to get started, or if you're trying to start a business, or you're trying to write a book, and you're seeing that someone is doing the same things that you've started, that you've, you're trying to start, and they're hitting their own detours, but they keep pushing and they keep going and they don't give up. That's room for you to see. That's proof for you to see it can happen. So keep that in mind. So when you go through your detours, keep going because ultimately it's going to help someone else. Great word of advice on the detour, Erica. Um, brain drop moment. Um, Blood's thicker than water, but purified for contamination. I'm going to say it again. Blood is thicker than water, but purified for contamination. What I'm saying when I say this is that <clears throat> by blood we have family, and family is our people just like anyone else. And sometimes your biggest critics uh, can be family. Sometimes you always hear the saying, hurt people, hurt people. Um when you experiencing that with someone in your family, no matter who it is, a sibling, a parent, uh, um, you know, a child or whomever it may be, um, you got to realize that even though they're blood related, they can be contaminated with hurt of their own, um, whatever trauma they may be dealing with or resentment or whatever the case may be, but it still doesn't make it right for them to project that on you, especially if you're, if you're not, you're not someone that's just, that, you know, tried to hurt them or whatever the case may be. Um, so don't suffer through that or don't just write it off and overlook it. You have to confront it and, uh, you know, you want to be compassionate, but you have to, you know, you have to confront it with love, but be truthful about it. Um, and sometimes, unfortunately, sometimes you have to love people from a distance, even if they are in your family, because uh, if they can treat other people right, that's non-family, friends, church members or whomever, and you know, then that should be able to be afforded to you. If they can forgive other folks, that should be able to be afforded to you. And if they choose not to, then that's on them. So just remember that because I, I know there are a lot of people that are dealing with issues like that uh, with their families and uh, especially in our communities, but just in general. Right. So we have. yeah, Thank you. Thank you. So once again, Dominic, I want to thank you for coming on the show, bro. You dropped a lot of gems on us. Um, definitely want to hopefully collaborate with you in the near future. Um, and so um, definitely. And um glad to be back, Erica. Yes. Glad to be back. It's been a great uh, start. Great start. So we want everyone who's tuning in to don't forget to subscribe, share. Um, definitely, uh, if you need a speaker, myself, Five Dimensions Coaching and Speaking, you see the link. Erica. E6 Coaching and Consulting. You see the link for her. Yeah. So definitely 
be glad to come speak at your event, be on a panel or anything of that nature. And what I want to leave you, like I always, before we end the show, is if you're going to be anything, be for real. This is JD. This is Erica. Oh, we're signing off. Let's get captivated. Bye, y'all.